Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome in. Big Bad Morning Show. Jeremy Conn, Ed Norris. Rob Long is out today. Got a lot to go over. Bang. You want to let James come in, right? Smooth everything over. Interesting night last night. I mean, we got a lot we'll get into, obviously, regarding the Ravens, um, some Orioles stuff. Um, there's, a, there's a lot to talk about with, with just sports around the, the leagues and realizing that we're so close to baseball getting started. And I know, I know like some people, I'm talking about like actual games and then setting up your rotation the way you want and learning who's going to be on your roster and who's not. We probably have a pretty good idea with the Orioles with the one question kind of being Jackson Holiday, are they going to start him in the majors? I think they do, but you know, we're going to get into all that. But uh, how was your evening last night, Ed? Uh, it was okay. I just uh, spent it at home, watched a little high. I watched the, uh, tried to watch the Lightning Flyer game, and the lights kind of went out in the arena. It was delayed. It was bizarre. I lost the broadcast. We, it was I, just a, a very odd experience. You're not used to that. You know, you expect everybody to go fine now, but. Well, the, the one cool thing about you have the hockey package, or is yeah. it just okay? So I didn't know if that was a national game or what, but um, yeah, having the NHL package or having the NBA package where it allows you to see stuff that goes on in the arena. You know, they come back from commercial break, and while the guys are still in the the back end of a timeout, you're watching the court, and maybe it's somebody in the stands giving away a prize or something. You know, the things that they do. That's why I was joking last week. Like I got to see all the halftime shows, and I saw a woman that was spinning a table with her feet. And then they set up a basketball hoop with three different layers, and she was throwing the ball up each layer. Like like one of those kids' games you play, you know, where you're hitting the buttons. <laughs> like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. And in, in the end, she's throwing it all the way up about 30 feet in the air, and then she's got to make it in the basketball hoop. And it's one, like I said, it's the dumbest thing, but the most amazing thing I ever saw, just watching halftime of, you know, NBA games. It's just cause I'm, I'm How like, old was she? She was like her 40s or something. Oh. Well, hold on. Let me, let me be fair, and I, I hope this comes across the right way. Melissa Kim said Asians don't raisin. I have no idea. She was Asian. Like she, she could have been eighty. She could have been fourteen. Like I have no idea. I was thinking, well, maybe Rob could use her. Yeah, <laughs> could could be. She's that good a shooter. Oh well, it it was pretty it was pretty intense watching some of the stuff that goes on. Um, last night at our house though, we we kind of had a family dinner, which was fun. My younger son Dalton came over. Uh, Where was my invite? Well, by myself. See, I, if I'd have known that, you know I'd invited you. My wife made chicken parm last night. Oh, come on. I had chicken the, parm. I had the Dolly Parton of chicken breasts last night. It was just like the biggest. I, I don't even know where they got this from. 
Right from an owl or something. <laughs> an owl. <laughs> I had an ostrich brush last night. Did you, yeah. So, did, did you see the owl that escaped from the Central Park Zoo? The one that died, Flacco. Yeah, Flacco. Well, that was go. Did you hold on? I didn't know if Joe saw this trending because it said Flacco died, and like because we're in Baltimore, people are just like, "Oh my God, thank God it's not Joe and it's some stupid owl." It's like, poor what? thing. But somebody's in trouble. Somebody cut him out. They released him. And now, because he's not, he, he's in, been incarcerated all yeah. this time. He doesn't know what the <laughs> Whatever they call it. Like. Yeah, he ran, ran into a building. Who is the old guy in um, uh, Shawshank Redemption that hung himself when he got out because he couldn't? Oh yeah, <laughs> Cliff. <laughs> Cliff was here. He finally Al hung. Like what the hell? He couldn't deal with outside. He committed life. suicide. He, yeah. he dived by he kamikaze. He ran into a skyscraper. Well, that's what. So I was getting ready to get. They said he flew into a building, right? Yes. Just because he's not familiar with the surroundings? Was it a window? I don't know. Was this like the birds? So his reflection? I don't know. The birds that used to fly into Boise State's field thinking it was water because it was blue? Blue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I, does that really happen? Did, I mean, is there some cat that comes out and is like, oh, I got seven today. Just start scooping up dead birds before the game starts? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's really something that goes on. But now we had a family dinner last night. It was kind of nice. Uh my younger son's running this paintball place, um, or kind of, he works there at NR Paintball out in Severn, mm -hmm. and um, he's just kind of taken over, and he just moved out, and he does his own thing. Oh, really? Yeah, so don't see him as often. He came over, he said about 10 words at dinner, like usual. Hey, how's everything? Fine. Yeah. Hey, you working all week? Yeah. yeah. Fine. Yeah, it's just him. My wife was talking to him, and he had earbuds in. He had a hoodie on and earbuds in, and we're like, is he even listening At dinner? <laughs> just, look, he marches to the beat. Of his own drum, it's just, it doesn't right. it doesn't matter with him. But yeah, so we did uh, did that. I watched um, my wife and I started watching like one of these cyber stalking Netflix series, which will it's it's a two part series about one of the uh, and it's crazy because like if any of you guys have like I'm doing stuff on Telegram now for my website, or if you have WhatsApp, I know a lot of people use this for different that. reasons. Yeah. Um, that and and I think you you probably like this, although they do this weird thing. It's in England, so. They disguise the voice, and it's like, hey, love, how are you doing? And it's like, it's really, like, weird and creepy watching it, because they're, they want to disguise, like, they're altering the voice of whoever it is on the other side. Right. But they're all text messages, so it's somebody reading it. It's not actually- Are you kidding? Yeah, it's just, it's a little weird, but then you get into what they're doing and how absurd this is, where they would contact you on WhatsApp, act like they're whatever. So one girl's a model, like, hey, I'm, I'm a photographer, starts to get to know you, uh, steals some of your information off of Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, mm -hmm. starts contact, creates fake Instagrams and fake profiles, starts contacting your friends. I think at one point he sent, uh, he pretended he was her and sending pictures to one of her friend's dads. Like, you know, like somebody thinks it's you and then you have actual pictures right? and they don't know. So like, and I don't know, like I haven't finished it yet to get to the end why he did it. He was arrested like 10 years prior to this. But it's really creepy the things that people can do to you. And this is like cyber stalking yeah. and to an agree and extortion. And just, I don't know if he did it for his own fun. But again, I told you this. I'm like, I'm intrigued by the human mind. And you see somebody like this, you're like, the hell is this about? Did he just get off treating people like garbage yes. and taking advantage of them? So yeah. pretty intriguing. It's a two part series on uh, Netflix, I think, that just came out. So if you want to watch that, go have fun with stalkers. Um, but we do have a lot of sports to get into. Like last night, there was it was a lighter night in college hoops. Um, you know, we had the NBA in action, NHL. But I think more importantly, what a lot of people are going to talk about is the Orioles and Ravens. Um, obviously, with what's going on with the birds and seeing the guys playing in spring training games, uh, we're going to start talking about who's hitting well, who's pitching well. Even though 
I got to be honest, for me, those things don't really matter in spring training. Like, it's nice to have to go on a streak. But once the season starts, all that stuff's behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, like, doesn't bother me either way. Somebody's hot or not. You don't know what they're working on. But up next, we're going to get into a little bit about Justin Matabike. Because I've said all along, and, and I don't know how many people agree with me, the two things, two most important things. One is that Justin Matabike is back mm-hmm. in any capacity, franchise tag, whatever. The second thing that's the most important to me is getting him signed to a contract so you're not dealing with the franchise tag number um, because, you know, that's going to allow you to do other things, alleviate some of your problems on mm-hmm. the offensive line. Well, DaCosta made it clear mm-hmm. they're trying to work out a long-term deal, but if it doesn't, he's getting franchised. He yeah. actually said it. So, yeah. it's like, so we know that's going down. At I least mean, that's going to happen. I think that's good. I really do. Because, then you, you know, you don't have to worry. We're going to lose him. Is he not going to Well, <laughs> we're not losing him either way. So that's what we're going to get into next. want to hear from you, 410-583-1057, if you want to talk about Justin Matabike. Got Angry Joe coming up a little bit later. I don't know what he's pissed off about, but that might have changed after this morning. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, look, so when we talk about Justin Matabike, we'll get into the franchise tag, what those numbers mean, and how that could affect you. Um, there was something brought up, too. Would you ever envision franchising him and then trading him? We'll talk about that. That's coming up next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, we're trying to get a deal done. You know, we've had discussions with Justin. He's the guy that obviously has put himself in a fortuitous position this year by the way that he played. Had a great season for us. He's a valued player on the team, and we're hopeful that we can get a long-term deal done. There you go. That's Eric DaCosta talking about Justin Matabike. And as we've all stated, like in the offseason, looks like this was the number one priority, making sure that you bring him back. Sounds like he's back one way or another, at least for one year. But I do think it's paramount that you get him back on a long-term deal because of what the franchise tag can really do to it. Like um, I had a long talk with Ken McCusick yesterday uh, as he was in studio. I think uh, when you guys walked out, um, we were kind of chatting about this. And I, I just said that, you know, looking at the situation where the salary cap goes up and, and a lot of people are like, hey, we can get one of these sexy running backs, right? Mm-hmm. That's been the talk the past couple of days. I just feel like that money needs to be allocated elsewhere and you need to go a different route. And I, I feel like that's, I think I've called it a luxury to have one of those great running backs mm-hmm. or the great names that we know now, um, depending on how much money you have to allocate to it. But, you know, just getting to the Matabike thing, 
you've watched this guy. You're a defensive-minded guy. Mm-hmm. Like, how important is he to what the Ravens are doing? Most important guy we have right now that we could lose. He is number one. Number one priority to keep, and they're going to. Um, they have 13 and a half sacks this year. Interior lineman, that's outstanding. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's put himself in the conversation as one of the best inside, you know, interior lineman in the league. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, when you call somebody Aaron Donald light, and that that's not a shot. That's actually praise because yeah. I think Aaron Donald is the benchmark that he's you one grade, of one. Yeah. yeah. You grade everybody by what, what we've seen from this guy. And then you may have looked at him at first and go, yeah, I mean, he looks like a refrigerator with arms, but what's so special about him? And then you're like, oh, they need two or three guys to block him every time. Yeah. And if you don't prepare for him, he's going to wreck your game plan. Yeah. And I think Matabike has a lot of similarities to that. I'm not telling you he's Aaron Donald. I'm not telling you he's going to be better than him. But like, even if you're if you're mentioned in the same light, it has to mean something. I think like if you mentioned with Pat Mahomes, yeah, yeah. So uh, talking about a guy that can create pressure from the inside, it definitely changes the game. You know, we we get into this before, like Warren Sapp when he was on the D line and what he could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may not have liked him, but he was a Hall of Famer. You know, so and I I think Matabike has a buck. A, I liked him. Well, yeah, <laughs> so. but I think Matabike has a lot of similarities to those guys from what he brings to the table. And I actually I love seeing stories like this of. Players that you're watching kind of grow, and maybe we see this out of um, Travis Jones or one of the other guys, you know, like that he wasn't the the top overall pick, but as you watch him play and progress in your system, you're like, damn, now you see what the Ravens saw in him, and he's yeah. a special, special player. Yeah, and he keeps getting better every year. And who knows who knows what the next five years will be like with him. Well, and, and with this, um, we, we did talk about the possibility, if you can't work out a long-term deal, is he a candidate that you would eventually trade? And I don't know that it would be this season because you're still, as long as you have Lamar under contract, you're still in your wheelhouse to make a run. We just saw it. Pat yeah. Mahomes did it with, you know, look, his con- like the number that was uh, against the cap for him was, was huge. And you're probably going to see, and as weird as it's going to look, Lamar restructure in year two, just typically what happens uh, to save some money on the mm-hmm. back end. But um, if they ended up franchising him and then trading him, would that shock you, or would you be upset about that? Or because you're going to get a ton back if you did that. And by the way, I don't think this happens. This is just sports talk mm-hmm. stuff. Like I, because there was some some stuff that was brought up, and this does happen from time to time. Um, but you know, like you could get a ton back for him. Yeah. No. Yeah, not, I mean, that's, that. you know me and how much I love draft picks, and I'm saying yeah. no. Like I don't. I, yeah, I feel like you know what you have. Every draft pick is a, a prospect. And you you don't know what they're going to be. You know what you have here. You've got you have a you have a diamond. This is something that it's hard to find, man. Really hard to find. And I what I'd like to see his cap number is like his franchise number is like twenty two point five or seven or something for that position. I'd like to see a five year hundred million dollars. Twenty two point one, Joe just said. Is it twenty two one? I'd like to see like five years hundred million dollars. Twenty million a year plus incentives, you know. Mm-hmm. Your signing performance, bonus. signing bonus, performance incentives. You have a, you know double digit sacks. You get this, and you know all kinds of things. I, I sweeten it up with, but I, I want to keep him. Joe, we haven't seen what type of numbers he's looking for, right? There hasn't been anything leaked out. I didn't because it's always something where you, that's the other thing is like is the player being. I don't want to say ridiculous because you're allowed to ask for anything, but is he asking for something so outrageous that mm-hmm. you feel like you have to make a decision that you're not going to reach that number? But we haven't heard anything. And from what Eric DaCosta said, the, these are long-term negotiations that have been going on for a while. Well, you know how they operate. Look how long it took with Lamar. Yeah. And that's how they operate. And he said that. And he, I heard his, you know, some of his presser. He said, we, we're not just, we just don't open up the checkbook and buy things. He said, it's not the Ravens' way. And it's not. I mean, and I, I think that's why they're, they're viewed so highly. 
is because they're very responsible in the in negotiations. Yeah, a couple other things that the stated was they're they're still going to look at the Zay Flower stuff. Have even, to, yeah. And yeah. even though like it seems like we're not going anywhere with that, we don't know. Um, he talked about the cap bump and how great that was, and and that's I mean it helps. It was everyone. bigger than they expected. Yeah, I think it was a couple million more yeah. than they expected. Um, and then the the other thing he, that he added is that they need to add two more running backs. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. So I I think like they're gonna look at Gus Edwards. They'll talk to J.K. Dobbins. But again, mm-hmm. you're what does Gus want? What does he think his value is? Um, do you want him here? And and I think the obvious answer there would be yeah, you'd like to have him back, but yeah. to what extent? Do you want to get younger at that position? Do you want to get cheaper there? And those are all possibilities. The the J.K. Dobbins thing to me has always been intriguing because. He's got to have a prove-it deal. And where would you rather prove it than in the backfield with Lamar Jackson in a place that maybe he's upset, but, you know, um, a little bit more comfortable with where you know their system. But you think about it, you know, could you imagine, uh, like, one of these premier backs with Lamar in the mm-hmm. backfield, a Saquon, you know, Derek Henry. It's exciting, uh, man. It, it really it is. is. It really is. But it, it's a luxury, though. Josh what, Jacobs. What? But what yeah. happens is, like, who is? Well, I don't want to say who was Josh Jacobs before. You know, like he was a first round pick and yeah. a guy that, you know, out of out of Bama that everybody thought that was going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, some of these guys too, like Isaiah Pacheco. Would you like to have a running back like that? Yeah, they ain't draft him in the first round. No. Dobbins wasn't a first round pick. Yeah, and a lot of the guys you see at the top end are first round picks, but. Again, you're watching them bounce around the league from here to there, and you don't need to have a guy that was drafted in the first round to be your bell. Gus was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can you can always look elsewhere. Um, all right, let's go to the phone lines. This guy was blowing up my phone last night. Rashawn's in Baltimore. What's up, Rashawn? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Don't worry, Jeremy. Um, drinks with me this weekend, man. Since I, you know, I won a ton of money on Kentucky last night. Yeah, I told no. this cat. By the way, um, Rashawn, you keep betting this way, and you're gonna lose everything, man. Like, look. <laughs> He so he does this thing and it makes me laugh because I saw it uh, I saw the text and then I saw the text afterwards because he sent me a text saying Kentucky's a second half team because I was on Mississippi State last night mm-hmm. if you saw the end of the game I don't even want to get I worked Reed Shepard ten points a block and a steal in the last ninety seconds and he hit the game winner just re- ridiculous so I mean Rashawn was right so he was <laughs> he said that Kentucky was a second half team which they're well, not I tell you. shut up second half team I already had my money on them so I had to make myself feel good I, man. I, was like, I, man. Know, I know what that was man but hey congrats on your hit alright thanks man no problem man but um on, on, on the matter PK right I'm not um I don't think we should sign him you know but I like the idea of signing him and maybe trading him though you know because we gotta get some of these draft picks because man we can't you know we lose a lot of people and we can't have too much money tied up in one player and risk them not performing again, you know, and performing like they used to perform over, you know, risking the injury like what, like Ronnie Stanley or Lamar and Humphreys. Can't so, that happen I mean, with a draft pick, though? It can, man, but you ain't got too much money tied up in if it's a draft pick, though. Yeah, but you don't know so, what you have either. All you have is a guy who, you know, has potential. You don't yeah, know if it's going to pan out. Now you, you have a guy who's a premier pass rusher, an but, interior pass rusher. But doesn't this, with the front offices, and I'm going to make a bad analogy, doesn't it feel like poker? Like, you... It feels like it is a skill. You have to have yeah. a skill to be good at it. It's an educated guess. You could be lucky. And yeah. You could get lucky and find somebody. Like the Ravens even talked about it. They weren't drafting Ed Reed when Ed Reed fell in their lap. The yeah. player they wanted got taken a couple picks before it, so they drafted Ed Reed. That's being lucky, but they also had him higher on their board than a lot of other teams. Yeah. So I, I do think that the, this is a skill that I love seeing DaCosta have more picks because he's dangerous, but 
I don't know that I want to give up um, Justin Matabike. Look, if you're giving him up, if you're trading him in some sort of fashion. I mean, would you give up Roquan Smith too? No. So, I mean, it's the same thing. He's the best player we have at that position. He's but, he's somebody we haven't had since like a Haloti Nada. But it's different that you're now you got to pay him. So yeah. now if you're going to pay, pay Roquan, you, yeah. But you could if yeah. you traded a guy like if you franchise the guy, you can obviously get two first round picks for him or some sort of package, mm-hmm. um, which could help. And, and by the way, this isn't we're just playing devil's advocate because I know there's going to be somebody. Why are they saying trade Matabike? Nobody's saying trade Matabike. It is a topic that comes up. When you talk about franchising a guy, if you can get him signed to a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, all right, we've got uh, we're going to talk some Orioles coming up at six forty-five. But I guess we got to find out what Joe's angry about today. What are you mad about? Uh, what am I mad about? Um, let's uh, stick with the Ravens talk. We got some people that were uh, shocker upset with something John Harbaugh said yesterday. Okay, um, that seems to be a common theme after literally any time he opens his mouth. Uh, Joe, Joe, are you a big John Harbaugh fan? Uh, I. Or has some of the negative talk made you like him even more? Yeah, I guess it's more of like uh, you hate him so much that I just like him even more because it makes you so mad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of where I thought you were going with it. 410-583-1057. We'll take some phone calls as well. Angry Joe's coming up next right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, I almost feel like we should have a some sort of like, I know he's got an open, but like a theme song for Angry Joe, like Angry Joe. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Like there should be someone saying. Angry doesn't mean I hate me, body. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, I mean, it could be, but I'm, hate's a strong word. I and I was just telling Ed, I'm I'm surprised that you weren't, you know, bringing up um, P. Diddley. Or is he, who's he diddying? Um, uh, that's like been like he's been accused like six times at this point if he hasn't gotten like popped yet I don't know what else it's going to take anyway what are we getting into today you you and your Harbaugh fandom it's not necessarily the fandom it's it's just I like John Harbaugh as a coach I think there's about 15 other teams that would love to have John Harbaugh as a coach probably more than 15 but it's every single time he speaks he has any type of thing to say about the team it's people just like he could say, uh, the, what's something? Uh, I love rainbows. Rainbows are super pretty. And then they'd be like, oh, now now you say rainbows are great? They weren't great before? And it's like, dude, what, like, what are we doing here? So what spurred this on is this comment he made uh, yesterday yesterday about the offense is, is under Lamar is 
growing and just getting started? Uh, just now, I think it progressed naturally. We're just beginning. We're just starting. We're one year into this thing. There's so many. We're, there's so many things that I feel like looking back on it now. We just they actually were baby steps. They were hard steps for us to take because it's a, it was a sea change in terms of offensive philosophy. Yet they were baby steps looking back on them. We have so so far to go. Lamar's excited. Todd's excited. All the coaches. We have a plan. We came out the very first day after the AFC Championship game talking about where we were going to go offensively. And I had a staff, a staff meeting about it, met with Todd, met with all the coaches individually, met with Lamar a couple days after that, met with different players, and we have a direction right now where we want to go. And we want to think we want to be tight, we want to be locked in, we want to understand how this offense applies to Lamar and our players, and we want to do right by our players. And we want to do right by Lamar and build the best operation that we can for him so, so his talents can really shine. And I think we're just starting with that. So that doesn't sound like... Like, does that give you pause or frustrate you in saying that he's saying that they're just getting started? Uh, it doesn't. I don't know. I'm probably in that group that gets more frustrated the more he talks because I feel like we hear a lot of the same things year after year. And, and that's cool. And I and understand that. Changes. But all right, but to be fair to him, it is it's unbelievably unfair Ed, to just sit here and, uh, you know, basically nitpick everything he says and just go, oh, well, this is it, it kind of gets into what we've talked about before about. Do you want athletes to be honest with you? That's, and then when yeah, they're honest, issue. Yeah. You, you always you want them to say they'll speak the truth. And when they speak the truth, you get pissed. And if they give you, you coach that. or player speak, you get pissed. Mm-hmm. It's just they're never happy. So it, then you wonder why you get Bill Belichick's. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And I think we're all part of the problem. I, like I'd be the first one to say, yeah, I'd probably over criticize guys, but when you're talking for four hours a day, I think it's it's bound to happen. But Harbaugh's one of those guys too that I mean, I just got to be honest. Like sometimes after losses, he doesn't have a valid reason for the reason that you know, for why things went wrong. But at the same time, if 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 he is honest enough to say, like, uh, who was that? Who who was that? Rick Pitino that basically threw all of his players under the bus the other day with Saint Saint yeah, John's. Yeah. He said, "Oh, he sucks. He sucks. We don't have shooters." Would you rather have John Harbaugh get up there and say, "Why why did we lose in the AFC Championship game?" Well, Zay Flowers. Fumbled into the end zone. Uh, Ronnie Stanley got beat like a drum, and there was a strip sack. Yeah. So the main thing is he's never going to throw his players under the bus. He's been here for nearly two decades, and he's never done that. So why are you still getting pissed at him when he's not giving you that answer? I don't, I don't get why you well, and I, I, don't know him enough that he's not going to do that. Well, I think your answer is that the people don't want him around. I I get that. <laughs> and I, if you don't want him around, then you're never going to change your well, that's your stripes on that, but that means you should at least understand that, like, it shouldn't make you mad anymore at that point in time. Well, and I, I think that's part of it. Well, you, you know this too, as well as I mean, Ed, we've talked about this. People in Baltimore, people in Maryland, what do they love to do? They love to be the uh, the odd one out. Like everyone's against us. You've seen Baltimore versus Absolutely. all y'all whore shirts and things like that. Like, there's always been that kind of mentality where it's like, oh, they don't talk about us enough on TV. Good. I'm glad they don't talk about us. Why don't they talk about us enough? But the and same, then they do, and you say, oh, "I don't like that." Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's just part of, kind of who we are. And I'm not saying that's a staple for everyone that it that you you fit into that box because you're from Baltimore. But I think there's a majority of people here that love to complain. Yeah. And I'll throw myself in there too because I grew up in this, like complaining about how other people look at you, complaining that you don't get enough FaceTime, complaining that. You know, um, when things go like the the hardball thing to me is interesting because I think I think he's almost become similar to Lamar where you love him or hate him. And, you know, there's not much in between for some people. I 
the 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 comment of like the end of the bar thing, and that's like I'm reading the comments on Reddit and just like, oh yeah, I'm just the guy at the end of the bar. Well, I mean, are you? Because if you say you are, then you are. I th- like to think that I understand this game enough to know that I'm not the person he's talking about when he says the guy at the end of the bar. The guy at the end of the bar is the one that sits there and also says that the NFL's rigged because they wanted Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, That's an end of the bar comment. A smart comment is saying, yeah, like... Should have ran the ball more. Shouldn't have turned the ball over three times. Probably wouldn't have lost, and we'd be in the Super Bowl. That is a that is a not an end of the bar comment. If you want to say, "Well, I'm just an end of the bar guy," then you will be because you're making yourself look like an ass. But does it not bother you at all that the the story at the end of 2019 is the same story you're getting at the end of this season? That's for 31 other teams, also. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about that. That 31 other teams didn't have the best running game in football, and then rushed the ball six times with their running backs in both playoff games that you lost. That doesn't bother me at all because I think turning the ball over three times was more of an issue than running the ball six See, times. I, and I get what you're saying because I've made this statement too. Like as bad as their game plan was, without the turnovers, I think they win the game. And I know that's like kind of a silly thing to say, but like think about how bad the game plan was. They didn't run the football, mm-hmm. and if Zay doesn't fumble through the end zone, they're they're stealing momentum right there. They probably like, win the game, actually. Every, yeah, everything's yeah. changing at that point because now, now you're telling uh, Mahomes and Kelsey and the rest of that crew get down the field against this defense that you haven't scored upon since the first two drives, right? Or since the last turnover, I guess you should say. Um, but and, and Joe's right in that aspect that like you know even with a bad game plan, they still should have won. That's why I was so angry for Ravens fans. I, I thought you had such a special team. Like I thought this was. One of these teams that you talk about, like, hey, are we are we going to say this is one of the, not one of the best teams of all time? But you know, you get that mention when you mm-hmm. finish top five in offense, top five in defense, and who knows how the season finishes out. When you don't win the Super Bowl, nobody talks about you. And I thought this was that type of team that yeah. could have been talked about for years. Hey, this isn't one of the five greatest teams of all time, but what about that Ravens team in you know twenty three, twenty four, and what they did? Well, think about it. I mean, do we ever talk about the Bengals teams that went to Super Bowls or the Chargers teams that went to Super Bowls? No, I don't remember the years. No, I mean, look, I know. Kind of know. I know all my favorite teams that didn't win that I thought were special, and there's been, there's been a bunch of them. But like, you know, when I when I look at what happened in that playoff game in 2019 when they're not running the football, and then you come back and you look at this playoff game and the same thing happens, it's going to me. I go, that was a terrible game plan. And yes, they could have easily won this game, but like, if you'd have just looked at it the right way, knowing that you're the best running team in football, like, just get away from how good you are at running the football. What did the Kansas City Chiefs do against the Buffalo Bills the week before? <laughs> ran all over them. Yeah, they got, I mean, they just got destroyed on the ground. Well, the Bills did it. I mean, yeah, the Bills ran on the Chiefs. Yeah. Bills ran all over yes. the Chiefs. The Chiefs were I think they had almost 200 yards. a bottom third rush defense for most of the year, and including at the end of the year. And you ran the ball six times with your running backs. Like, I, you know, it's just hard to get away from that. And they could say whatever they want. Um, and I understand the game flow is a little bit different, but it, it felt just like that Titans game where it's like, it's a one-score game, guys. Why are you throwing it every time? Even with all that, still should have won the game, Joe. So there's Joe Harbaugh, uh, John's um, his nephew. Back to the end of the bar. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Get Down back. there. Get back at the end of the bar. All right, more coming up. 410-583-1057. Got some Orioles talk. World of Stupids at 715. Up next, Stowers goes deep. Grayson gives up a home run. Gunner nearing his debut. Are you excited? Did it just move? It went from 6 to midnight. We're talking about it next here on The Fan. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that went on with the Orioles in spring training here. Um, Stowers goes deep. 
Grayson gave up a home run. We also had Gunner, who's nearing um, his opportunity to get a start. There, there's a couple of different things to, to kind of talk about here, um, just involving Major League Baseball. But is there one camp battle or one thing that – and, Joe, you can feel free to chime in on this too because I know you're a big Birds fan. But, like, is there one thing that you're really curious of what happens? And, I, and I'll give you an example. Like, we're talking about Stowers, mm-hmm. of how you're going to stack your outfield. Like, we know the outfield is primarily going to be Santander – um, Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, barring any injuries from here until right. opening day. That's who you expect to be out there. So how are we stacking the rest of the bench, especially with Mateo's going to play some outfield? Is a Kierstad going to be here? Is a Stowers going to be yeah. here? You know, Kowser. I mean, you've got all these names of guys. That's why I'm saying, like, with potential trades, it makes sense. Or if you move an outfielder because you have young talent that's ready to step in right away mm-hmm. that you want to see, that's why the Orioles are in this – I don't call it a predicament, but it's it's a it's a pleasant problem. It's to a have. nice problem to have. Yeah, I mean they have a you know a surplus of talent, which they have not had. I can't remember when. I don't ever remember them having this much talent because the farm system wasn't as good. I mean they've had prospects, you know, they had, they had Matt Weeders and guys who were homegrown like that, but not like this where you've got like you know a bunch of the top hundred prospects in baseball. You've had the two, the number one prospects twice. Um, and they're hitting when they come to the majors. I mean, they're actually, you know, they're they're working out. So I I don't know. And there is there's a lot of questions I have like this because you do wonder like what's gonna what do you do with Kerstad? Like a good bat like Kowser, Stowers, all these guys you mentioned like they're probably you want them in the lineup eventually. What do you do? You know, you, do you make a move with Austin Hayes or or Cedric Mullen? If he does, what if he what if Cedric has another down year? Well. What if there was a player that you could get more for? Like, you right. know, and that's kind of like what we were talking about with Matt BK. And again, nobody's saying trade these guys. I'm just saying you have options of different things you can do and then figuring out what's best for your team moving forward. Depending on in the NFL, you have a salary cap. In baseball, you probably have, you don't have the salary cap, but you probably have some sort of restrictions on what you can spend. And then more importantly for the Orioles, you're looking at it going, if we spend now, can we spend on Holiday, Gunner, mm-hmm. uh, Adley, whoever, Grayson, whoever you want to sign, Corbin Burns at the end of this year. You know, so there's there's all these different things that you have to consider. It is playing chess and not just checkers. Um, but I, I do love these camp battles, and it's one of the things where, like, when the talks of possibly trading a Cedric Mullins came up, and I'm going, like, in your mind, you go, are you kidding me? The guy's been great for us. He's such a great defensive player. Then you realize you have Enrique Bradfield Jr. in the minors, and eventually he's going to come up and more than likely be your center fielder. And because they draft so well, you're consistently going to have these problems. And the one thing we'll find out, will they draft as well at the back end of the first round if they're a successful team mm-hmm. as they did at the beginning, right? At the, at the, It's easier. People can say it's easier to when you have your choice of whoever you want to pick to pick great players. Um, when you have the number one pick, yeah, it's it's. I don't want to say it's easy. You have a better shot of hitting a home run on your pick. Um, right. But but you know when you look at it now, they've got to show us that. But don't forget, Gunner was a back end of the first round guy. We're seeing guys come up now where it's like, I, I just think we have a special front office that's going to keep doing this. Where you're going to have these problems, and it's a good problem of who do I trade, who do I keep? Yeah, I mean, the problem is with a lot of these guys. Uh, well, not a lot of these guys, not our guys, because they've worked out. But you know, there are first, you know, number one picks that were busts in baseball. Mm-hmm. There's a load of them. I mean, you just go through the list. I mean, they date back a ways. But well, you can go back. Like when remember when the Orioles signed Chris Benson? Like it wasn't like he was good, but he's a former number one overall right. pick. You want to see if there's something left there? Those guys keep getting opportunities because it's like there's a reason why they were drafted number one. How about the guy with the Padres? Um, 
Matt, what was his name? Bush. Bush, yeah. All the trouble he went into and uh, like the different, like it just, I don't know if he was bipolar or what Mm -hmm. was happening with him off the field, but he kept getting opportunities because he was talented. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Is there, is there something that like that you're worried about coming into the season? Cause like my, my whole thing, I've always said you can improve at first base. And if this team ultimately said, hey, we want Santander to be our first baseman or we transition Kierstead to first base because we want a left-handed power. Like, I'm listening to you of all the different things, but there are ways to get around that and do things differently. But uh, Let's see. I'm interested to see if the pitching staff can overachieve as they did last year. Um, you think they overachieved last year? Especially just... the bullpen. I don't think the starters as much. Yeah. Um, it's kind of tough because it it was the same thing with uh, like to make a comparison of the Ravens. I didn't think they're they're coming into the season. We were really worried about the pass rush and we were worried about the secondary. Uh, the secondary played a lot better than I think anybody could have imagined, and I think that's kind of how the the bullpen played last year, especially when you don't have Felix there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you got a question: Is this just actually how good they've always been, and we and that's us for not thinking they were they, they were that great? So, a uh, lot, lot of lot of decisions to be made there. You're in line with me with the bullpen because I, this is what I believe. Okay, I think Craig Kimbrell's solid. I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. I feel like if the Yankees had signed King, uh, Craig Kimbrell or the Blue Jays or the Rays, we'd be going, "Oh my God, they signed that washed up closer." But because it's your guy, it's yeah. like, "Yeah, we got somebody to replace Batista at least for a year." I need to see it, but I, I I really buy into, as silly as it may sound, like they talked to Corbin Burns in, in, in the last broadcast about his uh, about the clubhouse. Like he didn't know anybody on this team before he got here, and they were asking about the clubhouse, which it's a really tight knit group, and I think they have a special group because a lot of these guys came up together and they genuinely like each other. So I, I think that's a good thing moving forward. But again, it creates this um, healthy competition that we see from the pitchers, from the bullpen, from the hitters. You know, the the homer hose was a great thing, and all these the celebrations they were buying into it. You know, a guy getting on base, the hand signals. I, I think all those things, as silly as they may seem to some, are very important for that clubhouse to be you know on the up and up. What do you think about Kimbrel now, though? He's pitched with a lot of teams. How was he with the Phillies? You know, his I mean, he last was fine. Style. He he was fine. He's just not like. It's an older closer that you could bring him in, and he could just get torched. Yeah, uh, in the first couple weeks, it's not. He's not with the Braves now. No, but that's when he was at his, I think, his peak. Yeah, I mean, look, he was a Hall of Fame closer when he was with those teams and just dominating. And then he kind of, I don't want to say reinvented himself, but he caught fire again and was pitching well. But like over the past couple years, he's kind of been okay. Is he your eighth inning guy? Is he your ninth inning guy? And and I don't want. I'm just all I'm saying is if Craig Kimbrell had signed with the Blue Jays, I don't think people are like I'm not scared of that guy. I know, you know, that's what I mean. I know it's different when it's your team. Like you'll you'll look at it and go, oh, I love it. And and again, I think Craig Kimbrell was going to come in and be fine this year, but that would be where my concern would be is in that bullpen because as Joe pointed out, there were a lot of games. This team never feels like they're out of a game, so you need someone to, to keep you in those games. And those uh, middle innings to, to kind of give you that chance. And that's what out. actually this team has become. You don't need somebody to shut them. It's someone to keep you in the game until you guys can, you know, put a rally together in the bottom of the eighth or something. Yeah. Because they can. Now, you, now you've got the firepower. All right. We're going to talk some more baseball. 410-583-1057. World of Stupid's coming up at 715. But up next, if Snell lands in New York, does it change the forecast for the AL East? I'll tell you my thoughts and we'll get yours. 410-583-1057. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 